section three of resolving conflict with your team in a healthy manner. We did a nice prelude. We talked about conflict and the importance. Now we're transitioning into the five methods that we can use to help our teens resolve conflict. And on one of these sections, we'll go through an example, a practical example in order to equip us. You gotta have practical application anytime you're getting taught anything. You can get taught something in abstract form. You can get taught something in regards to it just being mere knowledge. However, we need to have the practical application of what we are taught. Nobody will follow an individual for a substantial period of time if that person is not producing the fruit as to what they claim that they know. It doesn't happen like that in life. Therefore, I want to give you the practical steps. One, two, three, four, five, so on and so forth on how to resolve conflict with your team in a healthy manner. Utmost importance. My favorite word is key, critical, important because we're passing on a character attribute to the next generation. And if you're not familiar with generational curses, generational curses curses have a negative connotation of negative strongholds and impediments and stumbling blocks that our families have ingrained on the inside of us, the tradition and culture. And the, the result of it is unhealthy, dysfunctional relationships. And if a person has a dysfunctional, unhealthy relationship in their immediate family, then that same behavior pattern is likely to be seen in other parts of their life, especially more so if they are a catalyst or a forerunner or a person who likes to keep up mess. Normally, they'll, you will find them having unhealthy relationships in every other relationship or in every other phase of life, not only on a personal level, but on a professional level, finances, all areas of life can fall under that umbrella. Therefore, it's important for us to, as I tell my Latino community, escuchen and listen to the wisdom and the practical knowledge because I'll be going through different methods and bullet point strategies or explanations rather but you will hear some wisdom behind it on how this looks in a real life scenario let's go with the first one competing competing characterizes the individual who pursues his or her own concerns sometimes at another person's expense most times is at another all the time it's at another person's expense if a person is very has a competitive personality it's never about them or it's never about us it's always about them so it's a person that's in relationship with them whether it be a sibling whether it be let's say a parent teacher loved one romantic partner if they find themselves in a power oriented mode it always takes away from the other person that's involved in the conflict or in the relationship and it also stagnates or freezes their growth and development these individuals don't shy away from conflict they look for conflict with the wrong motive the motive is 
I want to make sure that you feel what I'm saying. I want to make sure that I get my point across. It's very difficult to be in a, in, not in a relationship, but in a conversation with this type of personality. Because even if they say that they hear you, they really don't. Because it's all about them. And that's a sign of rejection as well. Also, use the situations to stand up for his or her rights. Defend a position that he or she believes is correct. There is nothing wrong with standing up for what you believe in as long as your motivation is not from a power-based oriented perspective. When we start trying to stand up for ourselves because we feel as though people are always at us, that is a negative stance or a negative expression because it comes from a place of being defensive. There are times where... I have to rise up in situations that could compromise people's immediate safety, whether it be physically, whether it be mentally, whether it be socially or emotionally. But I'm standing up for truth. I'm not standing up because I'm trying to prove a point. I'm not standing up because I want to be right. I'm standing up for truth. Therefore, what I'm saying to you is that if we stand up for truth with the right heart motive, we know when our motive is wrong. We know when our motive is right, but if we standing up in truth and the expression comes out with clarity and purity and righteousness, then you have nothing to worry about. Accommodating is the next one. Accommodating is the opposite of competing. Accommodating a per- that personality neglects their own concerns to satisfy the concern of others. Also, they may take the form of complying with another person's request, even when preferring not to or yielding to a, a person's position. Accommodating is okay. However, at times you find personalities in people that accommodate entirely too much because of being fearful of being rejected and not accepted. You find an individual with a personality that is always accommodating. There's a high possibility that individual has low self-esteem. It's a very, very, very high possibility. I won't say it's a high possibility. They do have low self-esteem. They've taken self-esteem and made it part of their identity, personality, and character because you're not supposed to accommodate everything and everyone there's a place where people accommodate individuals so much and people where people run them over and they don't mind being ran over because they have low self-esteem that and they feel as though they are unwanted by people maybe it could be a young lady that she can feel unattractive and she just settles for anything or it could be a guy feeling as though he has the, the power oriented position in a relationship but in actuality he's really settling because he doesn't feel like he's handsome or worthy and and that that that's attributed and it alludes to a childhood that had major dysfunctions in it avoiding characterize a person who does not address conflict it will take and this person will take whatever steps he or she can to present that to pretend that conflict does not exist, y'all. It may take the form of dip- diplomatically sidestepping or postponing the issue, or simply withdrawing from a perceived threatening situation. 
We have to address conflict. And I said in the previous previous sections that conflict is not negative. It has a negative connotation because of how social engineering works per society, the different subliminal messages we get when we watch television or on Facebook, any social media form, YouTube, all the social media platforms that we entertain. These messages are subliminal. The individuals that play a part in it may not be conveying specifically what they're trying to place in your psyche, but it's subliminal. Sub means the under, so it gets in your psyche and it becomes a part of our norm. Therefore, the the conflict is not negative. It can be if it, if you find it in an unhealthy manner. It can be if you find yourself in consistent conflict with individuals where the environment is hostile. Hostile environments are not normal. We all have a picture in our mind of what a hostile environment is. I know for me, as I was growing up, it was a great a great amount of cursing, raising your voice. Sometimes people putting hands on each other. We understand that when you invade a person's bubble and you invade a person's a space, a space, of, a place of safety, physically, or and verbally and emotionally, then we know that that that's a negative side of, of conflict itself. However, as I go into the next method, if you find a person that's avoiding a person that's avoiding conflict again, they have low self-esteem. Because the conflict has to be addressed. A person would rather foster it and house it on the inside and knowing in their heart something is wrong. That person is settling. That person is avoiding conflict because the outcome may... They they already have a preconceived notion of how the outcome may be based on the programming that they've experienced in their childhood, in their relationship with people, and also what they've seen in the media, whether it be television or the internet. But at times, our perceived notion on how something is going to end, sometimes that's not even reality. Sometimes it just comes from places of the past that we need to rid ourselves of. But in closing, if a person is consistently avoiding conflict, then that person has low self-esteem because if the conflict, and they might have conflict may end negatively, and then that person may leave them, but that may they may deal with abandonment issues in terms of that. There's a there's a few scenarios that be that could be attributed to that, but I just wanted to be specific and give you one from my own personal experience and observation. Collaborate means to work together and characterize a person who makes every attempt to work with others and find some solution that concerns all people or all persons involved. A collaborator is a person that has a character attribute of cooperation. They are a person that works in a team. You work best in a team. I want to share that with everybody that's listening to this or watching this or however you may be taking it in. You don't work best alone. That is a lot. God didn't create us alone. It's most convenient people feel for them to work alone. I had a student long ago at when I was working at Job Corps and the individual told me that I work best alone and I told him that's a lie. And my question to him after that was, do you have a girlfriend? His response was yes, there you go. 
We work best with one another because iron sharpens irons. Our character and lack thereof, it enhances one another. That's what God called us to do for one another. Compromise characterizes the individual who falls between competing and accommodating. Wants to find an expedient, mutually acceptable solution that partially satisfies all parties involved. Might involve splitting the difference, making an exchange or concession, or seeking a quick middle ground position. Now, a person that's in the compromising mode is kind of, because uh, I'm just looking to hurry up and get it done. I'm just looking to hurry up and try to expeditiously and mutually find an acceptable solution. And sometimes we don't get to the root of the issue when we move in that type of speed and conflict issues are still left unresolved so be aware of that and watch out for that and my question to you listening to this or watching this is which style would your team best says describes you which style would your team says best describes you now i've attached the animals to the different character not the character but I've attached the animals to the different styles of resolving conflict and you have number one competing shark number two accommodating teddy bear three avoiding turtle four collaborating owl and five compromising fox this gives you the opportunity to internalize the different styles of resolving conflict and association with the animals and I ask you a question uh, third request which style would your team says best describes you and I would ask you to ask them and now I'm asking you which style best describes you are you a competing shark are you a compromising fox are you a collaborating owl are you avoiding teddy bear or are you accommodating or you are a accommodating teddy bear avoiding turtle collaborating owl compromising fox or competing shark why is this important because we must know which style best fits us go to the definition of it and then assess our relationships and the health or the lack thereof healthiness in our relationships example let's say for example hypothetically speaking which i'm not i would say i'm a competing shark I normally function in the capacity of a competing shark, which is a person that is not divested or interested in how the other person feels. It's just all about them. Then I have to assess my the health of my relationships, whether we're speaking about a personal or a professional level. Now, a competing shark does not have to be a personality that has to be loud. It just has to be a personality that does not listen because it's all about them. If I were to assess that, then there's some adjustments that have to be made. Why do I find myself competing when I'm supposed to be working with this individual as a team? Whether we're speaking about a personal relationship romantically, a family relationship, a sibling, or a professional relationship. Maybe it's one of my partners that I partner with that I feel as though I'm competing with. They're asking, they're requesting, they're requesting things of me. You know, they're requesting documentation, times to be at the location, and I'm not hearing them. I'm not registering. Why is that? And will that produce an unhealthy relationship, which ultimately could affect the people that we've been called to help 
which is the are we am I willing to salvage that? Which style best describes your team? If if my team, if I'm a competing shark, and my team is a competing shark, meaning that we function in that conflict resolution style the most, it's inevitable that we're gonna have problems. It's inevitable. It's inevitable that our household is gonna be in an uproar. It's inevitable that our relationship is going to be unhealthy. It's inevitable that my child could take that characteristic, internalize it, transition it into their life, and then it could be passed on to the next generation, which could push us back on accomplishing our God-given purpose, realizing our identity, and fulfilling our destiny. That's how big this is. As we go into the next session, we'll talk about how to resolve or eliminate conflict. But I want to leave you with this. We can resolve. Let me erase that. Conflict cannot be resolved on the surface. And what I mean when I say that is that conflict cannot be resolved solely by understanding the five styles of resolving conflict, understanding the definitions, and applying the definitions, and even applying the the method that I'm going to give you in the next section. Conflict has to be resolved within. All conflict origin begins on the inside. It's connected to our identity. It's connected to our character. It's connected to our personality. But most importantly, the identity, the perceived identity that we have will allow us to resolve conflict for real. Because we can choose to be fake and religious and say this conflict is resolved. And on the surface, it may be. Both parties may agree. Both parties may agree to one resolution itself. But if it lies dormant in our hearts, then I'm really not in agreement with it in my heart. My mouth say I'm in agreement with it, but my heart does not. That conflict will come back to the surface because it's suppressed. It's not resolved. When you suppress something, you push it down. When you resolve it, it's erased. And, and it equates to us growing leaps and bounds in our relationships with others. It takes one key that I will give you for forgiveness. Whoever hurt us, whoever caused us harm, we have to walk in forgiveness. But that only takes place when you understand who you are in Christ. When you understand your true identity, your perception of situations is different. And it's never a person that's harming me. It's a person that has been harmed, doesn't understand the ramifications of their thoughts, actions, words and behavior it allows me to walk in sincerity and truth and in ease and walk in forgiveness quickly have to go through that process especially when we're talking about resolving conflict in a healthy way with our teens we have to walk in our purpose we have to walk in our identity we have to walk in who we are because our teens are around us the most they're picking up these character traits. They're picking up these thoughts, these ideologies, these traditions, us not knowing. 
because we're passing on a legacy to our kids intentionally and unintentionally. I want to promote and I want to encourage you to be the best version of you because it not only affects you, but it affects your immediate household, the next generation, the generation to come, and the generation to come after that generation. It's very important. I ask you to not take this lightly, but I also ask you to be the best version of who you are.